0: Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crewe and Nantwich.
1: Welcome to Business Brunch. Today we're talking to a director of a Cheshire-based award-winning construction company that began trading during Covid in 2020. Difficulties with supply chains did cause problems for them, however they've successfully navigated through the pandemic and Brexit and now have 20 employees. The company has recently won an award at the South Cheshire Chamber of Commerce and Industry Business Awards. And we're pleased to welcome today's guest, Steve Atkins of Platinum Construction Limited. Steve, welcome to Business Brunch.
0: Hi, Des. Thanks for
1: having me on. Uh, Steve, you're very welcome. Now, prior to starting your business, you were working as a consultant for a large development company in London. So tell us about this the position you had as a consultant and detail why you chose construction as a career path. Oh,
0: I don't think I actually chose construction. I think it just chose me, to be honest. But um, I was just following my dad's example. He was uh, an electrician. So naturally, uh, when you've got a parent who's uh, in, in a certain field, you kind of naturally move towards it. And I did with my dad, you know, I really enjoyed helping him out and causing a lot of distress for him as well, uh. taking things apart and <laughs> uh, trying to fix them again. And um, But he, he helped me all the way. Um, he actually helped me with my first ever position uh, in the construction industry and then started with college and
1: So you started as an apprentice?
0: Yeah, I had a scholarship, basically. So uh, the company years and years ago uh, that I worked for was called AMEC, uh, who are no longer here anymore. Part of their uh, divisions now operate under a company called Morgan Sindel, which incidentally I actually moved back to. Uh, However, I I did my uh, my training with them, um, and then I just moved through the ranks, really. Uh, Then I ended up in London after a little bit of a time travelling, I went over to um, Christchurch because there was a, an earthquake in 2011. Uh, so I went there to help rebuild uh, the city. So I was there for a couple of years, uh, met some exceptional people and still really, really close to now. Um, and then basically we were in London. I was consulting, like you mentioned before. Um, I, was, I had some really, really good years in London, ten of them. Um, and then Covid came. And then the wife and I uh, we were just discussing what do we do? Do we, do we stay in London or do we come back to Cheshire? We had um, a baby which was due, um, Victor, who was, uh, who was uh, actually born right in the middle of the first ever lockdown that we had. So we were umming and ahhing, what do we do? Do we want to be sitting in a, a city centre flat trying to bring up a child in, in lockdown? Or do we come back to Cheshire? So we, we chose to come back to Cheshire uh, and then in doing so, I was just sitting around the table with uh, with Dan. Well, the the garden table it was because it was during lockdown. Um, we had a beer and we were just talking about things. And Dan, my business partner, he he said that he was looking to uh, to grow his business, and I'd left then uh, quite a substantial size business, so I had a lot of expertise in in that kind of side of it as well. Um, Dan's really good with his hands. I'm not so, but try my hardest. And then uh, we we just said, right, let's let's do it. Let's do it together. And that's how we came about uh, and then we took the, the name platinum actually came from from dan um he's he's had the platinum brand um probably about 20 years or so he started off as a paint and decorator and then he's he's moved uh all the way through with different um divisions of you know this platinum brand um which and then ultimately we we, we bring it into where it is now which is uh, platinum construction
1: and just taking you back to the company you work for in London the, as a consultant. Now, most people that, that that find their way into construction, generally working their way up, uh, don't end up as a, a business consultant. Or what drove you to do that?
0: I think it was just an evolution of where I was at at the time. I was I was quite happy doing what I was doing. Um, and then I just had an opportunity to, to go and help a, a company out, Um they, I mean they weren't doing particularly bad but they had some some challenges um so we just basically just sat around a table and and they asked me if I could just come on board and um help them out and which i I did so and I was yeah doing that for a couple of years i was I was sitting on the board of directors with them um and then yeah just just giving my my assistance where I could.
1: So, uh, as you well know, the, the construction industry is heavily regulated in order to protect the safety of workers and the environment and, and adds another administrative layer to your business. So, share with us how Platinum Construction meets the rigours of current legislation.
0: The main, the main things, we, we actually engage with a, a consultant who basically, they've got our interests um, at heart. Um, they're the ones who are protecting us, protecting all of the customers the just everybody the public general public uh, and they, they offer us advice where, where needed you know we could pick up the phone to them um, they're the ones who are doing all of our um, method statements risk assessments or all, all of that that stuff that uh, is is required by the uh, the HSC um, I mean the, H- the HSE themselves they you know they, they police people like us they ensure that contractors um, are keeping all of their staff all of their public safe, um, all of the time, ensure you know that there there are no deaths or no severe injuries. The problem is with construction; it's inherently it is a very unsafe place to be. But with the right measures, you can make it a very safe place to be. Yeah. So, but the the onus is on both the employer and the contractor. You know, the employer has certain things to do. You've got what's called the CDM regulations, where. You've got design responsibilities. The customer has their responsibilities. We have ours. We take quite a lot of the customer's responsibilities on. But you know, s- simple things like toilet facilities—they need to provide toilet facilities. Um, if not, then you know, we we can do it. Same as if we're demolishing a building, they need to provide asbestos certificates to show that it's it's nice and clean. And then environmentally as well, you know, was, um, there's there's things considered like bats, uh, newts um nesting birds all, all sorts of things that you you know just that stop us from working unless it's dealt with in the correct manner um and then we can obviously overcome that and the same goes for trees you know fauna um you, you can't just take down big oak trees you know uh, you have to work around these things and that's why you often see some buildings that have actually got big trees coming right out through literally through the building because um, people have actually built around these things uh, which is very clever
1: uh, Steve Brexit has severely affected supply chains, causing major shortages. And together with the global increase in the cost of energy, it's wreaked havoc on the construction industry. So, talk us through how you've overcome these issues.
0: Well, it's been incredibly challenging, um, especially starting the business during um, you know one of the most testing times of the uh, the country's history. Um, it's it's created phenomenal uncertainty. Really, it, it's it's getting. Better, largely on the hold right now, but um, we we do still have some issues. Um, th- at the start, it was it, it, the problem was the uncertainty uh, with deliveries. So some items were available, some weren't. You know, some were unavailable. We didn't know if there was going to be cement and plaster available one week, and then two, three weeks down the line, and then we got another problem with plasterboard and a bit of timber, and you you just never really knew where you were. Um, so and same as from a costing point of view um the the costs were just ever increasing which is again largely down probably to uh to to brexit and well i suppose covid closing down factories and whatnot um but the the cost of it so then you've got you've got the issue with trying to explain to a customer that you can't actually Commit to a certain price for too, you know, for too long of a period. So if someone is asking for an extension to be built, for instance, in twelve months' time, it's very difficult for me to forecast what the cost is going to be, whether the cost of timber is going up or it's coming down. So that, that was a real, real challenge. But you know, we 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 overcome it. Um, we are here where we are today, and we, we we did manage it. I suppose managing it was by actually programming the works um, as efficiently and correctly as possible ordering as well in advance as possible, having a really, really good um, relationship with our supply chain partners, uh, where, we, where we get our materials from. Uh, and then if there are any problems, just communicate, communicate with the customer. Most of the time, the customers were actually quite happy to uh, to source alternative options if uh, if there were certain things that weren't really available at the time. Something like building sand, well, you can't really source a, a, a another alternative, but uh, if it's a finish, then yeah, they were, they were quite happy then. To um, to try to look for something
1: else. And did you have the latitude with the contracts that you you created to enable you to change the prices because of um, a shortage has had made it more expensive? Um,
0: within reason, yeah. We would all we would never ever commit to going into something where we know we're going to make a loss. Obviously, we're we're a business and we have to be sustainable ourselves. So we would then have um, you know sometimes very very awkward conversations with customers. And then just explain to him what what's going on. Um, yeah, nine times out of ten, they were they were fine, and then I would just have to uh, explain to him what it is that's that's happened, where prices have gone up, or program impact. You know, because uh, it wasn't just cost; it's the program. So if we're really struggling to get roof tiles, for instance, or a certain brick match, then that has a, a huge impact on the program. So what do we do? So we have to have a conversation, explain to them that we could, you know, we can build it up part of the way and then we'll have to pause. Are you happy with a potentially two or three month pause? Uh, sometimes it's just weeks, but sometimes it is. Well, for instance, now we've, we've got a job um, where the, and this is actually to do with the energy crisis, um, we've ordered some tiles, roof tiles, um, and they came back to us and they explained to us that the, the tiles are no longer available because the uh, the factory has actually gone into sh- shutdown um, because they can't afford the electric bill so the furnaces have been turned off so yeah so it's put us in a bit of a, uh, a very very difficult yeah, position yeah huge, huge problems yeah
1: steve another huge problem facing the business sector is the skill shortage and the shrinking job pool so share with us how you ensure you've got a full complement of staff with the necessary skills
0: uh, another difficult one. <laughs> well, finding labour is is actually very easy, uh, but it's it's finding the right labour. Um, we've we've gone through many staff over the uh, you know since our inception um, a couple of years ago, um, and just trying to keep hold. Well, not keep hold, but tr- trying to find the uh, the good labour is uh, yeah very very challenging. We've got a really good workforce now though. Um, absolutely fantastic you know everyone gets on uh, exceptionally well Um, so you know we we do feel like we've got that uh, that that good balance now there's still a couple of a couple of things that we need to uh, some holes that we need to plug but yeah generally speaking we're we're good Um, yeah but the 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 skill shortage itself it's it's a major problem and it's been major for many years probably 20 years as as far as I can you know think back to be honest like that there aren't that many school leavers going into construction um, I know that the government has had a, a big push on apprentices for, for many years and trying to uh, to ensure that th- th- there are people coming through uh, to fill those gaps because uh, you know all, all of the time serve uh, senior tradesmen that they're retiring uh, or just unable to work um, for for whatever reasons health issues or whatnot uh, so yeah so it does leave a, a large hole in the, the labor supply uh, which then incidentally pushes individual rates up and it sometimes even, it shouldn't, but it sometimes puts, uh, you know, not not so quite skilled workers working in uh, skilled worker positions, um, which then diminishes quality and. Um, unfortunately it gives the, the industry a bad name uh, so yeah we have to manage that as well um,
1: so all the time you're, you're looking at, at managing the workforce and ensuring you've got the right number of people to to do the work that you're, you're generating have you always got one eye on succession so that oh Fred's going to be leaving in 12 months time so we need to have somebody trained ready to, to replace Fred yeah
0: yeah um, it's, with, with us being quite a, a young company, we've not really had that where we've got such time served tradesmen, you know, who've been with us 10, 15, 20 years and we have to consider that. But obviously, yeah, if there, if there are people who, uh, who who are letting us know that they they are going to be moving on, uh, obviously, yeah, then we have to then uh, do, some, do some research, find, you know, the next staff, staff member to, um, to, to fill that position or just uh, hire internally. You know, then we can start to uh, to, to move people around. Yeah. Um, if if someone, you know, apprentices, for instance, um, as they're coming through the ranks, because we, we've got three apprentices who we uh, who we support, and they go to to Rees Heath and, and here as well at college. Um, so they are two years in. Two of them are two years in. So they're now coming to the point where they can actually now start taking on some of those the, those roles. Uh, obviously not a senior level, but certainly much more than
1: a, what the apprentice was.
0: Podcasts
1: from the Cat. Steve, because of the current recruitment problem, staff retention has become hugely important to business owners. So give us an indication of how you maintain a happy and productive workforce.
0: Um, well, I, th- I think the modern way now is uh, it's, it's evolved a little bit from the old uh, stick or the carrot. It's th- There's no stick, really. Um, it's quite archaic, so... I do believe, and all of us, uh, in, us, the more senior members of staff here, we do believe in rewarding. So with that, it allows me to then keep in really close, regular contact with everybody because um, I'm a friendly face. Um, I try to be there for all of the staff, so if they ever need me, I'm, I've got my phone there. Um, Dan is exactly the same. He's got his phone him all the time. Um, so if there's ever a problem, one of us will be available so they can uh, they can they can call us and and the problem might not just be on site it it might be a a problem at home uh, you know which we we do have to deal with because as a, as a director of a company you you're not just managing people you you you're dealing with HR issues as well you know people do have problems um you know that we're, we're dealing with humans and we do have uh, you know issues that we need to sometimes get get things off our chest and whatnot and uh, and, and it is really good that we we are those people that they uh, they lean on uh, sometimes which is uh yeah
1: so does nice. that come natural to you are you a listening ear
0: yeah very much yeah yeah i'm a i believe i'm a very good people person yeah so if uh, if if i if i have uh, a little bit of extra time I'll, I'll go and spend more and more time with all of the uh, the staff um i I'd, I'd treat them as friends you know um and i know that dan does as well uh, because they're a family we are a a big family that that get on really really well um obviously families have problems as well <laughs> but you uh you, you know you you get over it um and and we always do which is uh, which is really good um
1: i i think uh, personally i mean it's a reflection of a of a good leader uh, if the staff are happy so so you're clearly doing a good job
0: yeah treat treat them with respect uh create a C- cohesive team, I guess, um, which then also it, it benefits me because they're more productive. Um, but it's yeah, it's a lot better around that cohesive team than a uh, you know a bunch of individuals. Yeah, because you get you get nowhere uh, just pulling in different directions. Uh, I mean, we we also just uh, carry on from before. Like we 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 do we uncur- uh, encourage upskilling as well. Um, we try we try all the time to uh, t- to allow all of the staff members to try to get. Uh, gain a secondary skill or a third skill, uh, not just focusing on you know if they're doing joinery or if they're doing uh, bricklaying. We'll, especially the younger ones, we'll always try to uh, to uh, take them away just for two or three weeks, just go and work with somebody else, uh, and then you know that that brings a smile to their face as well because then they, they understand you know more more of the facets to construction. Yeah. Um, instead of being you know solely primarily um, focused on their one activity that they. They, uh, they, they started off doing. Yeah, um, we're we a social bunch.
1: So is that, it's a euphemism for we enjoy pint in the pub. Is the pub, it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Friday beers, yeah. But it it goes such a long way, uh, and it, again that, that helps with that cohesion, uh, bringing keeping that family uh, that unit. Um yeah, it's it's always good. Um
1: most businesses now benefited from taking on board advancements in technology and uh, the construction industry is no exception. So talk us through some of the areas of business that have profited from the introduction <coughs> of new technology.
0: New technology. Well, we're a long way from using traditional techniques uh, to build now. Um although Plumbob never really lies. But uh, yeah, it's 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 now digital, I guess all of the digital equipment we have is uh, calibrated regular we have uh, laser levels you know if we need to, to do long distance leveling um total stations which we use for setting out drones um, which we we've uh, recently invested in just so we can go and take it up onto a roof if there's uh, a problem with a, a you know a tile slipped or maybe the flat roof has got a leak or you know whatever it may well be you know it's, it's things like that you know you would have had to have just taken a ladder out um to site Take it, erect it, put it up, get up on it, and, and then you got a safety thing as well. Whilst you know yeah. you can still control, you know how safe a ladder is, and they generally are if used correctly. But when you got a drone, you just take all that risk away.
1: Completely. That must raise a few eyebrows when you go to see a customer and you send a <laughs> drone up on the roof. Too. Yeah,
0: I think they're getting used to it now. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's wonderful.
0: Yeah, I suppose it, even the, the power tools now that we use, um, they're they're so good. That um, you, you rarely have to plug anything into the mains anymore because uh, the, the, the power tools got have got got s- such amazing battery life and torque, you, you don't need to plug things in anymore.
1: So, so that that's helping you tremendously. And in the back office, have you found that the, the use of technology there is helping you uh, fine-tune your your administrative?
0: Yeah, thing? yeah. So for instance, um, well, we we use estimating software when we when we first started. It was all handwritten. And then you know when there's a change needed, it was very difficult because y- you've got something that you can't just quickly edit. Um, you have to almost start from the uh, the beginning again and, uh, and rewrite it. So now we've got estimating software. It's very easy for us to cut a bit out. So if a customer says, "Oh, do you know what this extension? I don't want it to go um, ten meters anymore. I, I'd like it to just come back a little bit." So I can actually give them some uh, some really good. Um, costing advice uh, before they go back to planning, for instance. Yeah. So they're they're, they're comfortable then with the uh, the, the revised um, associated cost. We like with with that. We we also have software where we we do our um, taking off. So it's called. Um, so a customer, if if they've gone so far and they've actually provided drawings uh, and they've they've taken it to planning, say, or, or they've gone further than that with construction issue drawings, then the um, the drawings we can then. Basically put into the software, and then we'll um, we'll just play around with it, and then start taking linear measurements and square uh, meterage measurements, and again that goes into the software, which we then um, are able to use then to, to price price things up.
1: So it all helps you keep uh, keep a handle on um, on rising prices. A little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no, it does, yeah, because. Um, Every every month or so, well, it's every week to be honest, you get increases coming from uh, that one supplier or another. Uh, but yeah, we we basically then just changed the uh, the material cost. Uh, so you, you have a, a labour constant, which is what we forecast it will take you know X amount of hours or days to do a particular activity, and then loading to the side of that is you've got your cost uh, and time as well. If uh, if if you if you want to go down that route.
1: Steve, you're, uh, you're a member of the Federation of Master Builders and you've recently won an award for Startup Business of the Year. So tell us more about the Master Builders Federation and why the award is so important to you and your staff.
0: Um, the Federation of Master Builders, uh, well, it's, it's key really because it, it just supports what we're trying to do. It, it, it provides comfort to the customer um, that we... We are a you know a bona fide uh, construction company, building company, um, not just uh, you know your, your, your small um, small town builder. We're we're, tr- we're trying to be much more. We're we're trying to ensure that these uh, the customers are yeah comforted. So that really helps because um, they they vet us, they vet us reg- uh, rigorously uh, and on a regular basis as well, and they actually go and speak to customers, and then they they you know they go through everything as well. Um, we'll go through health and safety and make sure just make sure generally we're doing everything correctly um so yeah sort of basically yeah the 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 public uh, are giving that confidence
1: so and the public can go on the, the 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 website of the federation presumably and just see what they're doing to ensure that you're up to up to speed
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah they can um yeah and then in in the local uh local area they can just type in if they wanted to uh B- builders in Nantwich or uh, wherever they're looking to, uh, to to do their work, uh, and then yeah, our name would uh, would come up, and then know yeah, they can have a look at uh, our portfolio. Um, yeah, and then it'll link us then to, or link us to, uh, to further areas uh, where they can get more information, pictures, website. You know.
1: Yeah, and of course that was underpinned as well by you winning this award at the South Cheshire Chamber Awards. So yeah. tell us about that.
0: Um well it's an absolutely incredible evening. Um something we really never expected to win, um, let alone just even be there. Um but yeah, it it, it solidifies basically everything I've just said. Um we, we we're just now we're now recognized um as a business who who do that little bit more uh, than usual. Um and yeah, it's um it's still it's uh, it's just it's mind blowing really that we we actually won um but yeah it's everyone's just overwhelmed with it
1: and the the staff must say it as a pat on the back as well
0: yeah exactly and it you know kudos to them because a, a lot of the staff are the the reason why we we are here today you know i can't do it myself dan can't do it by himself um our you know senior management team they can't do it by myself it's it's all of the staff all the way down to uh to the to the trainees um everyone adds that little bit uh which makes us what we are today and the customers you know um that they're, they're a big part of it
1: of course it's it's a joint effort and uh, well congr- uh, belated congratulations <laughs> anyway <laughs> on your award steve you've done a great job growing the business to 20 employees in two years so talk us through what you have planned to take the business forward into 2023
0: well we've um, we've already really started it um we actually we opened up a shop in Nantwich. um it's, uh, it's an office down in, in Hospital Street, um, where we've actually got a customer consultation room as well, so customers are now coming in um, with their needs off the street, uh, just having a chat with us, um, setting up meetings and then uh, appointments, then we can just go uh, speak to, or see their, see their projects, speak to them, um, and then after we you know, get so far down the line, they can come in and then I could, we can show samples off and stuff like that and, and, and real get. So I get a a real feel for uh, what it is they're trying to achieve, and then uh, yeah, just just lock it down really. Um, so yeah, so that's that, that's already started. Um, and then I suppose um, from that, what we're what we're trying to achieve now as a, as a business is moving from doing the extensions. Um, you know, we do, we already do large extensions, and now it's just a matter of moving into uh, to new builds. That's that's the focus now. Um, getting into new builds and then eventually it'll be going on to plots so you know a, pl- uh, a site with three, four, five plots you know that kind of thing um, and then yeah just um, a steady growth really um, just keep it a good solid core team which we, which we have, positive cash flow um, and yeah that's it onwards and upwards really
1: I, I mean, it sounds fantastic, and you've got it all in hand. And the steady growth, I think, is the key in uncertain times, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure it's been overly steady at the moment. It's it's been quite rapid, but it's been controlled. That's that's the difference. Um, yeah, we've uh, we've really put our heads together, Dan and I, and um, and just made made sure that everything we do, it's um, we, we put a lot of thought and effort behind it. Um, and you know we, we'll we'll take some leaps of faith every now and again, but it's informed. Everything we do is an informed decision. Yeah, um, yeah that's it. But Dan's a great business partner. He, he, he's he's great help. He, he's a sounding board, um, and we just bounce off each other really well. Yeah, it's, it's really good.
1: And you need those checks and balances anyway, don't you, when you're in business?
0: Exactly, yeah, that's it.
1: Steve, thank you so much for joining us today and explaining what it takes to establish an award-winning business Right in the middle of a pandemic. Before we finish, please tell our listeners where they can find more information about Platinum Construction Limited.
0: Uh, I think probably the main place is uh, the the internet. So uh, www.platinum-construction.co.uk um, If you if you just wanted to send us an email, it's uh, info at platinum-construction.co.uk um, Or there, if yeah. you're
1: local, you can bob into the shop.
0: Of course, yeah. Number 40, uh, Hospital Street right next to the vine
1: fantastic (laughs) steve thank you so much for coming into the cat today thanks very much it's been a pleasure go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen